Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. Curious to know what you're on on fire about. <laughs> Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the On Fire podcast with. Oh, is that there? Is that our new name? Oh God, I, no! Because that'll like that'll like pigeonhole us into being like um, rant only. We 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 can oh. rant, and we need to taper off the ranting. Oh yeah, no, I suppose that's. We're true. trying to be better, Steve. Trying. Welcome <laughs> to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. My name is Joel, and I'm Steve. And this is a podcast. It is a podcast. How you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good. I've had a I've had a really I've had a nice little Saturday on a Sunday morning. You've had a, <laughs> uh, well, when I asked you how you were doing before we started recording, you said you're on fire. I'm is on that on fire, fire, baby? With joy, with electricity, yeah. with vigor. Just, uh, yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm here for <clears> it. <throat> okay. What are you here yeah. for? What What's going on today? Well, I like I said, I you know I got up and I watched a little Formula One. Who won? That was ex- actually genuinely exciting. And then I uh, went outside and did some spring like yard work and oh. home maintenance stuff. Yeah. And I taught myself how to do a couple things that I needed to get done. And oh, I that's just, awesome. That's what I'm saying. And so like my testosterone levels are pretty high. I'm feeling, oh, no. you know, and I'm, I'm winning suburbia the game. <laughs> I'm leveled up. <laughs> so, uh, well, okay. I, I want to address a couple of those things. I've, I watched qualifying last week or the week before. I can't remember, but who, who won, who won the race? Well, Max this Verstappen won, of course. But this on, this race he's on was, fire. He is on fire. Um, but this race was. I mean, sometimes the races are kind of like, well, we know how this is going to play out. You know, I might as well just go right. do something else. But uh, right today was one of the like it didn't over till the checker flag drops. Oh, uh, because there was three three actual starts to this race, and oh, then wow. a soft start, a rolling start on the last lap. Oh wow! Yeah, on because the on the lap? second on the second of the last lap. Um, Kevin Magnuson uh, blew out a tire because he nicked a wall and so that caused a red flag which mm-hmm. stops the race I mean like the drivers pull into the pits and like Fernando Alonso had been chasing uh, Kevin or uh, Hamilton what's his first name Lewis Lewis Hamilton I mean those two guys have been dogging it out for 30 laps and uh and then and then at the very like two lap so they have to stop the race everybody gets out of their cars you know and they do a full with the lights and everything formation that was lap, on start. the last lap on a on second the la- to the last lap oh jesus and then you know how it is on the first the first lap the you know that when the when the lights go out it's chaos yeah everybody muscles for another yes, to move up well and i mean there's almost always an accident right at that first corner somebody gets knocked off this time four cars knocked off dude the alpine the alpine team took themselves out <laughs> like Whoa. they literally ran into each other <laughs> that's that's I mean, gotta was, be so heartbreaking though because it was, oh, they were about to finish i mean finishing yeah, yeah, yeah. it in and itself is no, a it was big it deal. was bedlam <laughs> i mean so many accidents like at one time like who just hit what the hell is happening and so yeah only like 13 of 20 cars finished the race Jesus. And the last, because four cars took themselves out on lap 57 of 58. 
that's insane. It was insane. And then, so then they had to like stop the race again. And then they just did kind of did a rolling last lap, mm-hmm. but like, uh, Sergio Perez, who didn't even set a qualifying time because he screwed up on the first lap of qualifying, didn't set a time. So he started the back. He finished in points anyway. And it was just uh, crazy. The whole crazy. thing was, yeah. I'm curious too about this, uh, hard left turn. Sorry. I'm curious because I, I did, I did a walking of the grounds yesterday. I walked oh, in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what needs to be done there's a few things what yeah. uh what did you teach yourself that you needed to know oh how to um you're gonna laugh i i wasn't sure how to restring my weed trimmer <laughs> that's legit yeah no laughter like, there thing, that's legit. i don't know what to do here i have this spool of cord and a thing and so youtube youtube answers ended up being well it wasn't it didn't know exactly the way the dude in the youtube was because there was something stuck in mine so i mm. had to like take the assembly apart that's what i was proud of it's like it's not going through it's not working like what the heck so instead of you know saying fuck this and throwing the weed trimmer and <laughs> i you know thanks to my meditation practice i was able to just say you know this is just a thing and let's just be where our hands are and i'm just gonna yes and i'll just take it apart i'll just take it apart let's see how this works let me see yeah. how this is conditioned and i'm sort of technically you know like mechanically proficient right do what kind of weed whacker do you have? Uh, Ryobi. Oh, so that's the same one I have. So like, yeah. If if there's a like, it, it, it on the surface it should be just take take cartridge out, put cartridge in. Mine doesn't have cartridges. It's a spool. You oh. like thread it and then pull out equal lengths and then wind it up. Oh. You got a you got a little fancier one than I have. I used to have one that had cartridges, and that was a little <clears> bit <throat> easier, maybe. But also, like now that I know how to do this one, it'll be less expensive and longer lasting, hopefully. Right, 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 right. Um, nice. But yeah, and then uh, I had a moment because I needed to. This is like I had a, I needed to move Holly's van mm-hmm. so I could get my mower out and stuff. Like I needed to move it, and so like her, the key that I have to her car is broken off the fob mm-hmm. right so like there's the fob and then there's the key mm-hmm. so i'm putting the i just put the key in because i just need to back it out i mean i just need to start it up and back it out of the garage and it would kind of turn over and then die and i'm like mm-hmm. that's not good mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. turn over die kind of turn over die i'm like what the? And i thought wait a minute so i went in and got the fob and brought it out with it and then it turned over and stayed running. So it's like a security thing. Oh, if it doesn't have that with it, it won't stay running. Right. That tracks. So that's a, I need to get that fixed or whatever. Anyway, that was that had that was that moment of like, cool. So now I get to deal with a broken car on Sunday. Yeah. I had well, that moment. But again, didn't freak out. Didn't, yeah. you know, just like, well. All right, I, I guess yeah, that's what we're doing. There's a lot. There's a lot of wisdom in that because there have been times where I have gone into full-on meltdown mode. Uh huh. If one, there's one minor inconvenience. Right. Like, well, that's that's the thing that you know Clancy I from up in the sky talks about mm-hmm. is the it's not the big stuff; it's the broken shoelace. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why did why did you freak out while well, my shoelace broke? I can recall one time 
where uh, I have several of these, and I'm sure my family can email in with many more. Oh, speaking of, your mom emailed. Yes, I know. She made sure to tell me that she emailed. She the, did. The yeah, it was a nice email. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to that, Mom. Sure. Uh, but I, I haven't replied what, yet. The, e- the email, the lawnmower, lawnmower several years ago, the previous a previous lawnmower ago. Oh, I remember this. I remember this. It didn't, it wouldn't start. It couldn't get to start. Wow. There was like, I don't know. I think there was like a, there was something that, I don't know. The starter was off or there was, I don't remember if it was the one I had like mice living in or something. <laughs> I took my really nice prescription sunglasses and snapped them in half. Right. Like that was, I, did that fix your lawnmower problem? It didn't. It did not. <laughs> I thought it might. And it didn't. So it, yeah. was it cathartic? Um, it feel, no, because then I just like, felt. Then I was just mad because I didn't have prescription sunglasses anymore. Let's see that moment of that brief, fleeting nanosecond of this. I feel better now. <laughs> now I don't feel better. Now I do not feel better. <laughs> now I feel worse. Yeah. On top of yeah. feeling worse, it's like double think- worse. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of wisdom in like minor inconvenience. Take a breath, recognize that it sucks, but take a moment, and then troubleshoot and problem solve. Well, because see, it's not just a minor inconvenience though; it's a failure as a human. It's a <laughs> failure as a the person. Yes, I can't. I can't. I can't change the stupid I wee whacker line. I'm I can't win. Terrible- sub- I can't win suburbia the game exactly. if my weed whacker isn't. I mean, the, the the stakes are a lot higher now. I gotta because, edge my yard because I'm identifying all of this stuff with my self worth. Yes, and also no, because I really don't give a shit. But <laughs> but I do, you know, want to keep up appearances for the because well, I have to do I have to do my part to maintain the neighborhood property values. That's what's important. Defund the HOA, baby. <laughs> mercifully we do have HOA dues but they're not exorbitant and so far they've left us alone so there you go yeah well then keep my chicken I'm good it but those minor inconveniences if they affect my time or my money I'm gonna lose it if I don't have any right if I'm not practicing anything well the, right? the weed the weed trimmer thing I mean I knew that I'm like I went into that in a pretty decent headspace right like we're just gonna figure out how to do this not a big deal but uh but when it when but when like I was like I'm doing the same thing the guy in the video is that's when that uh, the the pressure started to rise a little bit like he's making it look so easy why is it not this is not working yeah it's not that's not how this and, and so I'm like well I went and I like I literally I'm like well it's a straight shot through it has to be because it looks like it so then I went and clipped off part of a wire coat hanger mm-hmm. right because I thought well maybe the it's getting cold. I don't know. So I stuck it, and sure. it definitely like stopped mm. like a third of the way through. And I'm like, Oh, there's something jamming up the works. And sure. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm now taking this apart. Mm-hmm. Which was not in the video, you know? Right. Well, there could have but, been another video for that. Maybe, but I got the tools <laughs> out and I'm like, okay, so I took it apart and sure enough, there was just a little bit of like line kind of stuck in the mechanism. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I felt pretty good about that. Yeah, because without any patience or tolerance, yeah, 
I would have been that would have that we would have ruined and ended up in the lake. Kinda, yeah. Your right. house. It would have been just, yeah. It would yeah. have been right. And then and then I thought, well, shit, I guess I'll mow the yard and then tried to, you know, start the van and it wouldn't have started and then it would have just been over. <laughs> he would have just driven into the lake. Well, I, w- I couldn't drive the van. That's I true. Get, I would have had to get into my car and drive that into the lake. Or just walk slowly into the water. That's right. Drown, That's right. Making sure, that, making sure that at least two or three people are watching it. Everybody look out your window. I'm right. going to do something dramatic. <laughs> exactly. And they'll, and they'll all be like, huh. we always knew he was kind of like that. Yeah, this tracks. <laughs> anyway, let's <laughs> let's get to Home Depot. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> the stock isn't gonna springify itself. I I really I this is it's an interesting topic you bring up though, because since being a homeowner, there have been things that uh I have like Kirsten has asked me, like, what about this? And or what about you know this thing, or maybe we could do this, and because I don't know, I get defensive. Oh, 100%. Like, I, I take that personally Some for mm-hmm. some weird, like you mentioned testosterone masculinity. There is some sort of conditioning that I must have experienced at some point where I must yeah, know it was called, how to. You know, tool time with Tim Allen. Exactly. It was home improvement. Yeah. I blame mm-hmm. cooked up Tim, Tim Allen on a fake TV show. Right. Damn it. Right. Yeah. That you, you, that we were supposed to know how to do everything well that's what men do they do everything men fix the house <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i uh i i don't know how to fix the house but there i've I, learned i mean I, I learned i think the first thing that i kind of did that i felt like wow i can figure out a thing is it was something to do with gutters like cleaning out the, the downspouts or something uh-huh. like that and I was like, wow. Oh. And and there was no like landlord to call, right? Right. Hey, so my thing doesn't work. work. Yeah. And yeah. And so since then it's been fumbling trial and error. Oh, one of the things too is like the the doorknob wasn't locking right. So I had to put a new doorknob. And then the other thing was like a storm door. I had to like install a storm door. We bought a new door and I'm like, oh, this will just be a couple screws. It was like nope. six out six hours later. Uh-huh. But you know, like uh, ev- that is a really, uh, dare I say, potent space for oh, me yeah. where it's either I'm going to lose it or I'm going to dive in and, and learn. And sometimes I've lost it and sometimes I've dove in and learned. Well, this is like, well, this is probably 17 years ago now, but you know, at our old house, in fact, it was after... <laughs> I was after one of like the short version story is that I had to replace a seal on a toilet in my upstairs bathroom mm-hmm. and because it, it leaked and it, we had had a party before. And if it, there was like a little tiny leak in it, cause it wasn't sealed exactly perfectly. And, uh, if you flushed it once or like three or four times a day, it was no big deal, but we had mm-hmm. a party. So it got used, you know, many multiple times over the course of the night. Right. And I'm in the downstairs bathroom, which is right underneath the upstairs bathroom at the end of the night. And I look up and the ceiling looks funny. And I'm like, that's weird. And I touched it and it went. Oh, God. Just water and wet drywall and all. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I was talking to a mutual friend of ours about like, and he's like, I'm like, I don't, I plumber. And he's like, do you have a screwdriver? Mm. Like you can replace a wax seal. It's not a big deal. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right, fine. You're going to throw the, the, the gauntlet. I'll do it. I can, I have a screwdriver. I don't know yeah. anything about home maintenance. I've had a house now for a matter of months, but sure I can do this. So I go down to the hardware store, which is like a half a mile away from our house. They give me a wax ring. I'm like, great. So I go home, take the toilet off and all that that entails. I'm like, that's actually going pretty well, all things considered. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Pull the old wax ring off, put the new wax ring on, put the toilet on the new wax ring, ratchet it down, flush it, go downstairs. There's a little bit of water coming out. I'm like, fuck. God. So I get in the car and I go down to the hardware store and I get another wax ring. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I do. So I drive back home and I take the drain the toilet and take it off and scrape off the new wax ring that's now the old wax ring and I really, you know, I'm looking I'm like, this looks good. It looks like it says on the diagram. It looks like it's on the flange. This should be fine. Great. Put the toilet back on. Screw it down. Flush it. Go downstairs. There's a little bit of water coming out. I'm like, God <laughs> damn it. So I get in the car and I go back yes. to the hardware store and they're like, oh boy. And I'm like, give me <laughs> two wax rings. And they're like, two, give me two wax rings. So <laughs> I get my two wax rings and I drive home <laughs> and I take the toilet off and I put the wax ring off and I take two wax rings and I because it turns out that the previous owner of the home liked to do home remodeling mm-hmm. and they put a new floor on the upstairs bathroom that was just high enough that the toilet didn't exactly s- squish the wax ring enough oh my god right yeah yeah so that so that leak had been happening since they'd done that floor and cool. so in the middle of all this, my wife and your wife had been out. My wife went out and got her hair cut off. Yeah. Like she has okay. long hair, yeah. you know, but she decided to like try a bob thing. So this was sure. like a yeah. major life thing for her. And you were prepared for this emotionally for her, weren't you? I was totally there for her because <laughs> I'm in the middle of taking the toilet off for the fourth time yeah yeah and i'm totally insane and in comes holly and kirsten <laughs> and i'm like your hair looks great Fuck. <laughs> i was not there uh emotionally on any level and holly's like this is not what i ordered this is i kind of had different uh hopes for yeah yeah you're yeah, working, yeah. It wasn't great. So, yeah. So, did later the two, on, I got to know, did the two wax rings do it the did, trick? It did, actually. It kind of worked. Yeah. Amazing. It, well, yeah, because you just squish them together and it seals. But wow. we ended up later, like, having an actual plumber come out and, like, had to rebuild the flange on the drain thing. Yeah. Yeah. Note to anybody that's considering buying, like, an older home. If it looks like the previous owners were, you know doing remodeling buyer beware yeah yeah because the people that remodeled our house did things that weren't 
up to snuff to include the plumbing on the kitchen sink, which did very strange things in the upstairs bathroom when you ran the garbage disposal. <laughs> like if you like to see the stuff that you're disposing in the kitchen sink in your bathroom sink. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, it wasn't great. No, that doesn't uh, sound like that's how that should work. No, it's not. Actually, it's supposed to go down. Instead, it just went sideways <laughs> and up. So we had to have that redone. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Because, of course, it's, we knew so much going into home ownership. We bought the house based on the fact that Holly liked the the closet and it had two garages. That I was mean, like, well, then we're good. Yeah. <laughs> well... I think my father-in-law saved us from buying a complete lemon of a house. Really? Uh, yeah. He, we were like, oh, it aesthetically looks really cool. It's an older house near South. It was like, yeah. this is great. He took one look at the basement. It was like, you guys are, no, don't buy that house. It's fucked. I think Daryl, our friend Daryl came oh, over yeah. and looked at it, said the same thing. Know. And we're like, uh, okay. But yeah, you don't, I mean, I mean, that's a, that's an allegory for all things, right? It's like, you can, why, why I, I struggled with for years and I think still certain moments, like wh how, why would you judge yourself for not knowing something you just don't know? Have you met me? Well, that's the thing. I do the <laughs> same thing, right? <laughs> You the, know, the baseline, ask, is, like, the is, baseline is I'm not enough. I'm a terrible person and yes. I'm going to be judged by this. But every time it's failure. like failure. But uh, <laughs> Kirsten, I mean, and this is like real truth, vulnerability stuff. I have noticed not just not just because it's Kirsten, but other people. But, you know, she's like the person around me most of the time. Right. That I can hear like questions like, hey, what do we think about, you know, like <clears throat> uh, why is that? stare not level i don't know i'm just bringing up an example and it's like what i heard what she said was hey that stairs a little wonky what i heard was you're a piece of shit and why don't you know everything <laughs> like like that <laughs> right immediately that's immediately. the visceral natural default hormonal reaction yes right you're not enough you suck you you're suck. horrible I, uh, recently you know like person. it's starting to warm up around nebraska we saw i saw a couple of bugs in our in just like little just regular bugs that happen you yeah know? house bugs bugs right. it's not like we're infested with something right and I, as far as you know you uh, might be we'll see right um uh it was like i, so I why really, did you let, why did you let your house get termites well that's the thing it's like why am I taking that personally? It's like it's somehow the the natural world seeking warm shelter is somehow an indication of my worth. Well, you weren't proactive. You didn't get the bug spray. Clearly, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I'm looking at a, a, a weird little crack in my wall right now. And I'm like, I don't know if that's getting big or not, but somehow... <laughs> Somehow that's my fault. There was a weird little crack in in our living room in the old house. And it was there when we moved in. And it took, I mean, we lived in the house for 16 years. And I, it took probably five years before I stopped worrying about that crack. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
I was like, that's clearly a sign that the foundation is sinking and mm-hmm. this is going to cost more money than we will ever have to fix. Yeah. And this was a terrible mistake. And oh my God. And mm-hmm. it, it never changed. It was fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but somehow every time I see that imperfection, I'm going to magnify it into mm-hmm. how I'm a horrible person. And don't that know was it. the one thing about our last house is that the foundation was rock solid. Yeah. Like we never had water issues. We never, there were no like basement problems along those lines other than some Mm. plumbing related things, but that's different. Um, We had, we had water issues the first few months we lived here. I remember that swingman came and helped you. Yeah. That was because uh, there was no drainage in the ground had nothing to do with our basement and everything right. to do with the water couldn't move anywhere. So right. it was seeping through our windowsill. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that was a whole thing. Like swing, Zwingman came over and we like literally dug a trench and put yeah, a I French drain that. in and all that. It, and that's the thing too. Like I'm, I'm really trying to unpack this like philosophically mindfully. You also have to have friends that know how to do different shit. Right. You Take can't the village. Either that or you have to have money and you just call Thrasher and pay them tens of thousands of dollars. Right. Yeah. I guess I guess if you have enough money, you don't have to have good friends. Is that what I'm right. hearing? Uh not not to get your house fixed. <laughs> right. Right. But you need I mean, like it yeah, asking for help, realizing you don't have to know it all, that mm. not every imperfection is a reflection of you. Like, well, I'm going to have to sit with that for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man, that, uh, that, you know, that window, that window not moving up and down has something to do with, you know, me being a piece of shit in in high school. Somehow I should have learned how to do that. Should have learned how to do that. And if you don't have friends, have YouTube. You know, yeah, YouTube does help a lot, actually. It really does. Mm-hmm. I I need um. I need those of you that know me know I have a a Honda Element vehicle. Yes, that we had forever uh, since two thousand five. Philip and and it's yeah Philip and uh, Philip is now having a mechanical problem that happens to older Hondas with this engine in it, and uh, it's pretty common and it's really pretty easy to fix. And so I've been weighing, like, should I try to fix it? Mm. But it involves probably getting motor oil all over the place. And it also means that if I do it wrong, that he's hobbled. Because right done. now, Philip will drive as long as you don't take the engine up above about 3,000 RPM. Then it cuts uh, out because there's a solenoid that's bad. And it's very, like, I know what the problem is. And there's yeah. two potential solutions. One's real easy, and the other one's a little bit more involved. But both of them involve uh, motor oil, which I don't want to deal with. And like in terms of having to like drain it and like potentially yeah. getting it everywhere. And also, um, like if I do it wrong, then it just won't run. Because right now I can drive uh, it to a shop. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I'm trying, and it'll probably, like, if I tried to do it myself and the first fix worked, it'd cost $25 and take probably an hour and a half. Yeah. If everything goes just exactly perfectly, which it always does. Always does, especially when you've never done something like that before. Right. 
and I may or may not have the correct tools. I think I do because I looked that part. I think I think I have the tools, but there's just enough there that like I'm probably gonna pay somebody to deal with it. Yeah, this sounds like another wax ring situation. Kinda, yeah. Like, oh, this looks pretty easy. And then you get into it, and there's mortar oil everywhere, and I'm throwing a wrench across the garage. Going, Fuck! Can you at least getting to get it to Warwick's shop, and then you can get mortar oil all over his place? Yeah. I don't know. He's, you know, this is past guest uh, Terry Warwick, who I love and would probably help me. But Terry, if you're listening, I'm not going to bother you with this because I know you're a busy guy. Yeah, it's not a Lotus. Come on. It's not a Lotus or a Porsche. And he's got his hands full with all of that. So, (laughs) yeah, that's one of those things, you know, like don't like in the past. Terry's been very generous and helped me with various automotive difficulties. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I'm in a position now where I can probably handle this one on my own. <laughs> what what would it cost? Like, is the cost to risk ratio enough? Oh, the cost, like total, maybe 300 bucks. At a shop or yeah. to yourself? Oh. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's like somebody that knows what they're doing and has tools and, you know, can drain the oil and do all that. Because, like, I don't, I don't do oil changes. I don't. That's yeah, not, no, no, no. Mm-mm. No, uh-uh. Gracie, so, Dave, past great past guest David Gracie gave me a hard time because I still take my car to the dealership for oil changes. I no, I don't give a shit. Yeah, Let I take be. mine to dude N Street Quick Lube. I know, I know, what but the, it's like I want, I want a, I want a clean bill of health from the dealership. Well, I understand every- that. I took the element. I didn't get the oil change there every while, but I always did uh, ten thousand mile services at the dealership because yeah. I wanted yeah. that receipt uh but this sounds like what happened to me this summer with and i talked to you about this uh fixing my garage door oh yeah Mm -hmm. so i like got the part oh i got the wrong parts but i got the that's easy to do parts enough Mm -hmm. to like fix the spring because the spring broke and my garage door is like freaking heavy right yeah and so i i got and then um actually elise our friend elisa wilson's cousin helped me because he was in town he's like oh i've done this before so we got it to kind of work right and Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't know and he's like well you know he had to go and i'm like he's like if you do this thing to the spring you should be able to get it to go or you go get a different weight test size spring you Uh should be able to make it work it was not balanced yeah well it was balanced but it was like it it it, i needed a higher tension of the spring Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you just replace it with the higher tension, it should be okay. I'm like, great. I'll do that by myself. And I'm looking at it after the next day. I'm just like, it's not really working, but maybe if I got that, it'd work. And I'm like, the thought came to me, Steve. I was like, I should just look to see if somebody can come and look at it. And if I can, you know, if I need to fix it, then I can fix it. Anyway, if I'll, I'll fix it or this guy, I'll pay this guy to fix it. So this guy's like, yeah, I'll come look at it. And if I need to do it, obviously I'm going to charge you. I'm like, great. So he comes to look at it. And he's like, hey, man, you did this all wrong. He's like, <laughs> if this would have broken, uh, you could die. That's because true. Because the, the garage door could fall on somebody, something. Yeah, you know, you didn't have springs, the safety. The springs will take your head off. Exactly. If, and it wasn't know. safety to the, to the uh-huh. garage itself. So I'm just, I'm as your friend, I'm going to say, hey, man, if it's 300 bucks to fit, you know, I'd hate for something to go wrong while you're you or your child yeah. is driving Philip. Right. So dad, the car caught on fire. Yeah. 
that actually happened when I was a kid. We had these na- this neighbor, uh, and they had this car that all like they had three daughters, and all the kids drove this car. It was a 1960, let's say, eight Ford Galaxy. Nice. And it was called the Blue Bomb, right? Right. Right. And uh, and I mean, everybody knew it. You could you could smell it coming. You know what I'm saying? Right. And as my memory tells me, and this could be a little suspect, but uh, they took it to the Dairy Queen at 70th and A, which is now that Amigos mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Clock Tower. And while they were eating their ice cream, the car caught on fire in the parking lot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like while the they were in it? No, no, no. They, they were inside Dairy Queen eating their, you know, cone crunch or whatever. And they look out in the blue bombs. Look out, just, the blue bombs you know, burning. Oh, that's on fire now. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that, man. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they, but I understand the desire, like the satisfaction of I fixed the fucking car. Yeah, it's so tempting. Yeah. Well, and that's you know, I mean, that's the that's the dream. Like I can fix it. You should be able to do it. I should be. I ha- I'm not, I'm a smart person. Plus, I I also it's like I see myself as Ralphie at the front of the class when he's daydreaming about getting the A plus 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 yeah, plus. Yeah, yeah. Right. That if I fix, oh, dude, that's. Fucking exactly what happened this last week. What happened? Okay. So you brought your my, teacher a fruit basket? No, I didn't buy my teacher a fruit basket, but I had a I had this fantasy that both my wife. <laughs> okay, okay. So okay. Uh, oh, if you were gonna say my wife and my mother, my mother-in-law would like <laughs> shower me, but it, it gets even darker than that. It's like it's like my wife and the friend she's with would Uh-oh. would see my praises while they're at dinner because I did this great thing. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm going to tell the story. <laughs> okay. uh, my mother-in-law has this chair that she, that my my father-in-law loves, uh-huh. but she hates. She wants out of her sight. Right? I understand that. So there's this chair. It's a great chair. It's just aesthetically not great. I understand. And there's a cup. There's been a couple it's of chairs. Like the, it's like Frazier's dad's chair. Exa- it is. It's exactly that uh-huh. dynamic. It's okay. Frazier's dad's chair, right? Uh-huh. And I, I mean, essentially, whatever you know, Marsha wants, she's going to get because she has the aesthetic rule of the house, right? So that's right. fair. Uh-huh. And so they, we did a little chair swap for Kirsten's 40th birthday at their house. Uh-huh. So I was convinced the one we moved was the one that was supposed to get out of sight. So uh-huh. we get a text from. I get a text from from my mother-in-law. Say, hey can you guys come over this weekend and move this chair downstairs? And I'm like, you know what? I bet you I can do it right now. Do it right now. By myself. Did you put a cape on? I put a cape on. I put the mask on. Uh-huh. I, put a, I put an athletic cup on. Nice. Uh, Serious. So I, I'm like, I'm going to go straight home from work. I'm going to go straight there from work and fix this for them. They weren't home. I was like, they're going to come home and the chairs have been swapped. Um, she said it's the orange chair, right? And I'm like convinced uh-huh. it's the one chair that we moved. Anyway, audience, I don't know if you know this, but I am pretty colorblind. So <laughs> not only did I have the wrong chair, I was like, looked at him like, oh, yeah, that's orange. That's totally orange. I got this. And I <laughs> like move this fucking high back chair downstairs by myself. <laughs> I take a photo of the chair, send it to my mother-in-law and my wife while she's at dinner with her cool friend. I I see them like Ralphie and and the teacher yes. in my mind, just like Joel is a hero. He just takes yeah, kissing the crowd, and then like twenty minutes later, 
But my mother-in-law says, that's not the orange chair in the text. That's not the orange chair. Just that's it. So I had like 20 minutes where I was, you know, you were king of the world, king of the world. I am yeah. a hero. hero. I, I'm a can do guy that can yes. fix things. I just, I'm of service to all the people in my life. I to rescue damsels, damsels in distress. I know how to fix motors. I can re-roof your house. I built a four-wheeler. I'm MacGyver and John Wayne. That's the yes. wrong chair. That's not the orange chair. That's the wrong chair. You can't do anything right. <laughs> I went from that fantasy world to you're a goof. <laughs> you're a goof. You're a total dolt. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a great word dude that uh, well that okay i was sitting at this this chair this couch and kirsten <laughs> came home and she was laughing at me and i i had to have i had to have a bit of humility right i was like oh yeah, yeah. i'm a goof i'm like i'm just i was just i'm just a total dolt she'd never heard that word she's like really? yeah it is a great dolt. word dolt you look it what? up and the definition in google just says an idiot or stupid <laughs> person that's one of those words that sounds like what it means. Exactly. Yeah. Dolt. I'm a dolt. Yeah. Oh God, that's great. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that because yeah, it's that's like good stuff right there. Because it was like something just moving a chair downstairs was like I had painted it in Yo, my brain. Oh, I get it. You know, like, wait like a I, I can do this. <laughs> Well, like and like Kirsten, like I like made sure to text her and her mom in that thread, so that Kirsten would share it with her. Look at my yeah, husband. Look he at my husband. It. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's he a man's he, man. He's a man's man. He'll do anything for me, my family, anyone yeah. in the community. He rescues kittens from trees. <laughs> he saves children from burning <laughs> buildings. He, he picks up heavily intoxicated people from walmart to try to oh, help them i did do that i <laughs> did do that steve oh that was fun yeah <laughs> yep i picked yeah that's such yeah. a great that was that was you know it was really good to be around somebody that was so intoxicated that they didn't know what planet they were on again yeah in in the in the world of recovery folks sometimes you you know i was talking to a i was talking to somebody a sponsor about this like if you, you know, we, we go to these meetings with people that are like showered and, and sober. And you think that you, we, we get removed from the real shit of being a, an alcoholic drug addict until you get a call. It's like, Hey, there's this guy, there's this guy that I think you could help. Here's his number. I call him. He's out of, he's hiding out in a bathroom at a Walmart so you, you put another guy in your car and you're like, go pick this guy up, man. And just that, yeah, that happened on Friday. And that was just like, it I, was just for, for, for the people listening that may or may not, you know, deal with this sort of thing on a regular basis. I am no, by no means trying to make light of this person's plight. No, not at all. Other than the fact that his problems were definitely of his own making. Um, but right. he's also really sick. So, you know, yeah, yeah. And that, so, you know, it's what we, you know, we, we do that. We do that in, in communities of recovery. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes people call us and like, well, I don't know what to do with this guy. And, 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 you know, luckily recovery 
groups like the ones we we are involved in and other people are involved in like it's a safe place for somebody to be for an hour because i thought about that if you're if you're experiencing homelessness and you're in full flight from reality and you're an alcoholic drug addict there's not a lot of places that'll let you just chill <laughs> you know what i mean fewer room now and yeah and so like come to a, friday night yeah so that's that was the frustrating thing that you know Right now, we are in a bit of a weird void in Lincoln, Nebraska, that there's not a proper detox drunk tank situation where you can just drop somebody off and they will, you know, get a ham sandwich, a cup of coffee, a bed to sleep it off in, and then processing them to a treatment facility that doesn't really exist right now. But I, I, I did a little digging. Well, they were, case in point, like somebody's like, call the non-emergency number. Mm-hmm. So I call the non-emergency number. They say, call the bridge. So I call the bridge and the bridge's like, have you tried calling non-emergency? And I'm like, I'm, I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, right. So right now we're in this vacuum in Lincoln where there's not a, an intake place like that. Apparently Centerpoint is constructing that right now. We will see how that goes. Right. But, the very i i had a bit of an emotion that was i mean you said it it was like we friday night witnessed the violence inherent in the system by inaction like sometimes violence is oppression and abuse and harm like outward physical harm Mm -hmm. or legislation for harm and sometimes it's just like systems just sort of not renewing a contract and being like yeah i don't really want to do that anymore and like by inaction i'm not blaming i'm sure there's reasons why but blaming like money or like yeah inaction is violent violence sometimes like there's no place i was thinking about that situation just like well i mean you've seen it um this is not like Lincoln, Nebraska, not renewing its um, whatever drunk tank contract with the bridge is 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 a very small drop in a very large bucket in yeah. terms of the s- social safety net um, just being gone essentially. Yeah. Witness yeah. the homeless encampments and um, you, you know it's rampant. You see it. I you know I see. Uh, well, we saw it like down in Kansas City, the people camping out of the interstate. Mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. the clover leaves are people camping out in the middle of those mm-hmm. i mean like that's and i <laughs> believe me i know all too well um there's a a line of thought around that which is fuck them yeah right they're not even human right they're and, they're a score they're a scourge on the on the society and <clears throat> i mean that's complicated too because it's like this, I mean, there, there, definitely... may, there may be places for folks like that to go, but the but the rules inherent in them actually being admitted to those places are not something that they can really accept at that point, which is a whole other issue, right? It's like you have to blow zeros to walk in and you know get a cot tonight. It's like, well, I, I, if I don't drink a little today, I'm gonna have a seizure and die. So what do you you know? Like, there's just right. The complicated issue of and it just it, it caused me that that night on friday to like see like you said see the violence inherent in the system and realize that there are system that that's like 
the same folks on Sunday morning saying things like, yes, you know, what we do unto the least of these, we do mm-hmm. unto me or whatever. It's like, well, this is the least of these. And mm-hmm. let's see, who did you vote for to cut programs and cut spending on this? Like, how do you feel about having spaces for these people to get help? And it's like, well, that's different. You know, I don't want to spend. Not when Jesus was talking about the least of these, he didn't mean legislation on you know drug addiction or people experiencing homelessness. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I think he meant. But you know, keep fucking that chicken. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, yeah, that was that was a that was a stark reminder that like. I, you know, and to, to, I was talking to, I, well, I, 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 after all of, after we took that gentleman to, thank you for joining me to that. Sure. I'm taking that gentleman to the ER. I, I um, did, the, I did that to help me as, as more than anything. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's a byproduct of that, right? Like sure. We take out a little insurance against uh, another relapse if we get to see where we're headed, right? Right. But I, I went to El Chaparro just to connect to some other humans after yeah. all that went down. And yeah, and I kind of bailed I, on you. And 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 uh, past guest Sadie, uh, Sadie Thompson, sort of, she kind of cut through. She's like, my heart, my, my, I haven't done that sort of thing for a while. I don't think I've done one of those since mm-hmm. before COVID. It's and it was one of those things. Me. It was like really, really a stark reminder that, uh, and since you know to to kind of sprinkle in some Buddhist philosophy. Like I am that guy. Mm-hmm. He is me. Mm-hmm. Like we are all kind of each other. Yeah. We are interconnected. And like, um, yes, the circumstances are different, but if you can't ground yourself in helping however you can with whatever unique abilities you have, when you forget that, helping other people also helps you it it is a you kind of disconnect from yourself a little bit and Mm -hmm. i had realized that i'd been doing that and it just hit me like a ton of bricks you know like it was really heart opening agreed and made me frustrated that there's not places for people to get that kind of immediate care Mm -hmm. you know well because if you know you hadn't gotten a call. I mean, if somebody hadn't gone and, you know, gotten this guy from the Walmart bathroom, <laughs> I mean, where would he have ended up? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, that for me, it was the stark reminder of, um, well, A, but for the grace of God, go I. Yeah. And B, like, that's the reality of the situation. Right. Like, we can be upset at the situation all we want, but the reality of it is, is if you burn every bridge you have and then are in full flight from reality, the um, the the uh, circumstances are not going to be great. Yes. Yes. That there's some there's some uh, there's some responsibility not just on the community to rescue people all the time, but it's also like, yeah, if, if you are, yeah, if you burn every bridge you have and you, 
you know, it's like I, I like to talk about recovery being like a subway car. Like it, it if you're waiting and the sub and the doors open and you don't get on the, you don't know when the next one's coming, right? Right. There's a, li- there's a limited opportunity for you to say or yes. Or by to the, the way, f- the transit cops are going to come and kick you out of the station. Exactly. Like your your our our refusal of basic help of people offer it it puts you in another space of even more dire circumstances every time you know well i mean that's the reality of addiction is the options are jail insanity and death yeah that's kind of all roads lead to those right that's where it's going to end up one way or another and so um and that you know i think is true and that's you know as well as i do that uh even if there is like there is a safety net there's alcoholics and addicts are going to burn through that too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I've worked with enough people that are just working the system. Yeah. Nice little loop of, you know, halfway house treatment, jail, halfway house treatment, jail, halfway house treatment, jail, because it's three hots on a cot. Right. Right. And like, that's, if that's what you aspire to, then I mean, I guess Mm -hmm. what do you do with that? You know, yeah, it's like when I mean, you mentioned the uh, the 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 metaphor of a safety net. I just see like you know being caught from a, you know falling off a cliff with the safety net, and here I am gnawing through the cords of the safety net. Right, yeah, you know, exactly. like yeah. I can't get me out of here. You know, right, yeah, because it feels like it feels like I'm trapped. Hundred percent. Yep. Because that I get that. That's the nature of addiction. Yeah, yeah. These well-meaning people in this government program are keeping me from doing what I need to do. Hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. come hell or high water i'm using yeah because i have to for th- whatever reason yeah i'm just so grateful that and we know that that isn't necessarily true there is a way out but but but, but to that person in those circumstances that's the that's reality that's reality yeah you can't you know what i mean that i, I and i'm so grateful that i that I have a perspective that is not that, but I totally get. Well, know. back to Clancy I from up in the sky talking mm-hmm. about walking over the bodies of people dying of alcoholism mm-hmm. on his way to run the midnight mission in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the reality of the situation. Yep. And he's it's like, not- I have, I have a, a, a position and a perspective that most people don't have, which is that I literally step over the bodies of people dying of alcoholism every day. Mm-hmm. And that's if you've ever been to the mission downtown LA, that's very real. Like <laughs> the midnight mission in LA has a courtyard where they do allow like, you know, seven by three plots on the courtyard of people to put their sleeping bag down. And you literally have to walk through this courtyard to get inside. I've been mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and it's, that's not metaphorical. He literally has to do that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If you get there early enough before they kick them out of the courtyard, you do have to kind of dance around people passed out to get into the front doors because that's the only way in and out, you know. Yeah, and so and uh, he he ma- he makes the point too in kind of talking about that, like it, you know, recovery, and we're not just talking about one particular flavor. Recovery in general, recovery rooms. It's like there are you can look at the folks like that, and it's like it's not for the people that want it because all those people want it. It's not the people that need it because obviously they need it. It's literally for the people that do it. They get on that yep. subway car. Yep. And that's, 
Yeah. It's, you know, when you have a, a disease that tells you that you don't have it, it's very difficult sometimes to believe that that subway car is real. Yeah. Or that it's the answer. Right. And now with the new generation of, and this is kind of getting in the weeds a little bit, but the new generation of like fentanyl and fentanyl hybrids, mm -hmm. that's a whole new level of insidiousness that we can't even fathom, frankly. No, no. Um, and that's, we're going to see, that's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, it seems, I mean, I, yeah. It's to get, terrifying. To and, not get too conspiratorial, it's like, this is some sort of systematic there's a point to it. Well, what there is, I don't, I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think that there's a lot of money in that fentanyl and it's very easy to manufacture and it's very easy to import and it's incredibly addictive on a scale and a scope that has never been seen before. And, um, but it's so fucking lethal, dude. It's right, so exactly. lethal. Mm -hmm. You know, like I've, I've known somebody that has died because they've thought they were getting one thing and it was, mostly fentanyl and it ended them mm. you know yep. yeah well and it, i mean it's i kind of went down a, a fentanyl rabbit hole i don't know a few months ago just watching videos and mm -hmm. uh was kind of focusing around the uh kensington neighborhood in philadelphia which is mm -hmm. kind of opioid ground zero mm -hmm. and it's just it's 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 devastating and mm -hmm. tragic and horrible um but yeah I mean that again back to well glad it's not me but yeah that's the could be, it certainly could be it's like that is me and that's the thing i guess maybe as we get close to the end here it's like from something as benign as re-threading your uh, weed whacker yeah yeah or thinking you're the hero fixing somebody's thing and it goes <laughs> wrong like you have like the overarching umbrella or the thread through all of that is a genuine humility. Whether mm -hmm. you're on the person, you're on the side helping or you're the one needing help. Mm -hmm. It's like if we are so stuck in the story of our own ego and fear, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then there's no way to help someone else and there's no way to receive help from someone else. Right? Like, word. Like, it's it, it, I, I see the connective thread through the extreme of picking up homeboy from Walmart bathroom to uh, you needing five or six uh, rings for your toilet. Right. right. It's like, you know, like a genuine humility and a realization that we can't fix it all. We don't have to know how to do it all, but we can try, you know, and we, we can, can see we the can, little we thing. Can, we can show up. We can show up. Mm -hmm. Right for ourselves and for others, yeah. Mm -hmm. And at the and this is the thing too. Like, as soon as I got really bent out of shape about there's no place for these folks to go. Like, I remember, like when I when we took that gentleman to the ER, mm -hmm. the nurse, the intake people, they were great. They were so kind. They, they were, were so, so kind. They were. They're like, okay, we we know. They kind of knew, like. Right. We've seen this before. We know where this is headed, right. but we're going to do it anyway. Right. It's like those people that are on the ground. Yep. I was, um, I was kudos to the emergency department at Brian West. Uh, those, those people, everybody we talked to was aces. Yep. For sure. They were all compassionate. They were mm -hmm. professional. Mm -hmm. um, they were not at all shocked by the situation. No, not at all. 
<laughs> right. But they weren't, they also weren't, um, uh, gosh darn it. The word is escaping me. They weren't, um, calloused to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they were yeah. like, oh, great. Another one of these. Yeah. You know, they were very, yeah. the nurses were very compassionate and professional, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So hats off to them. It was, yeah. it was, that went as well as it could have, I thought. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I yep. was very, I wasn't sure what we were going to be walking into. If yeah. they're going to be like, nope, get him out, you know. Yeah. And nope. then what would we have done? Because there's nowhere else. You had a coat. I had a coat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, at the very least. Yeah. Here's a coat and a blanket, man. I'm really we sorry. Take him to the, oh, this is going to be terrible, but I'm going to say oh, it. No. We take him to the Oak Park Motel. <laughs> right. Oak Park Motel, where alcoholics go to die. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. A genuine humility. Mm-hmm. Real and be grateful for what I mean, yeah. I, yes, the system could be better, but there are at least there are people on the ground that give a shit, you know? Right. I think that's a good takeaway. Yeah. There are people that give a shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. There's uh I think my mom used to say, be alert. The world needs more alerts. <laughs> Right. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Or like Fred Rogers, you know, like when bad things happen, look for the helpers. Look for the helpers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, speaking of speak, well, we're going to see Ween. You got the tickets. Oh, man. I got the tickets, baby. We're going to go, go see, see them. We go hang with them Ween boys again. I'm really excited about this. I am too. That's going to be great. And we're also going to go see Sam Talent. I don't know. I, I don't know who this is. Sam Talent full, is. Full ex- uh, He's a comedian author guy. He wrote the book. I talked about it. I don't know. One of the podcasts called running the light, which is a oh. fictional tale about the, you know, washed up. Yeah. Alcoholic, drug addict, stand up comedian on the road. The last three weeks of his life. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Let's go. That, that book was amazing. And Sam talent. I've watched some of his stand up. He's challenging. Sure. Um, he's, he definitely leans more towards uh, Doug Stanhope than Jerry Seinfeld. I'm here for that. Right. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, I mostly just want to, I just mostly just, I mean, I'm like, Oh my God, that book was amazing. So I want to go see him. Sweet. Perfect. Zubar. Yeah. Sold. Stoked. Yeah. I'm stoked. Sam talent. Zubar. Zularius. Yeah. yeah, We got, we got some stuff coming up. I'm glad that that's continuing because Brad Stewart was kind of the champion of that. I'm glad that's still going. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I didn't know him, but I knew, you know, by reputation. Yeah, I only met him a couple of times, but he was always really kind to students that were remotely interested in stand up. I would just send them to sure. him and he'd oh, wow. give them the straight shit, you know? It's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, rip. Rip. All right, man. Well, yeah. that was a good well, conversation. It was a good conversation. It's nice to see you. Good to see you.
Don't forget, toot your hooter.